from gut-wrenching Pueblo, Colorado, it's another thrilling episode of Carrie Fox Live. I mean, my goodness gracious, they, they've been all over the place saying everything bad about the president. Now, he just got, he just took out Muammar Gaddafi, the president, Barack Obama, and his policy that the Republicans criticized, he took out Gaddafi, took out Muammar Gaddafi, he took out Bin Laden. I, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 people in this intersection. The uh, police fired uh, flashbang grenades and tear gas canisters into the crowd. Uh, it's extremely unpleasant. I did see one person who uh, was very, very seriously injured. She was on the ground and bleeding pretty profusely. Uh, continually demonstrating that they have absolutely no appreciation for history, right-wingers and government people and cities across the nation, having convinced themselves that the Occupy Wall Street protesters are nothing but hoodlums, have gone wild. It's Kerry Fox Live, a futile attempt to promote truth and common sense in a world gone mad, mad I say. Just me in my drunken stupor pontificating upon the hypocrisies of our times. Feudally, in fact, feudally, 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 feudally. And, uh, well, and I have some audio I'd like to share with you that is amazing to me. All right, now it's not as good, it's not as good as some, and I'll point out a couple of examples, but listen to this audio, it's great. Gotta love it, gotta love it. Now, did I leave anybody out? Did I mention the moneyed interests? Our concern? Yes, and also, I promised some examples just a second ago, so here, I'll give you some. Uh, Lebanon. No! Uh, Tehran, they had a, a sort of a, well, they came close to a revolution there, they protested, and you don't have that, so, you know, the police attack. No! Wrong! This is uh, Red Square, this is uh, where the Russians are cracking down on, No! And, uh, well, let's see, what else? What else could it be? Oh, Libya. Libya, this is Libya. No, this isn't even as radical as Libya after the fall of Gaddafi. No. <laughs> no, but this is pretty good, don't you think? No. This is Oakland. Oakland, California. Oakland, California. And last night, the um, Oakland PD went on the attack. Now, yes, they did give warnings. They gave warning. They gave a verbal warning. And then they moved in. They moved in with, you know, those lines with the batons and the shield, all that stuff, and they fired beanbag, powered, high-powered beanbag. They fired uh, tear gas canisters, which some of them uh, actually, you know, just like the 60s, got thrown back at the police. But they were prepared. And they, yes, they did give plenty of warnings. Plenty of warnings. And then they, they fired... Rubber bullets in people. There are pictures now of uh, rubber bullets, a lady in a wheelchair getting tear gas, all of this horrible stuff that they decided to do in Oakland, California. A test case for the moneyed interests in the government and uh, to, to um, move in and get rid of this, uh, this, this protest, which hasn't harmed anyone. This has been going on since day one. In New York, the police and their brutality, and now this vicious Nazi-like assault, this right-wing, goose-stepping move 
that the city of Oakland has made, a test case nationwide, and they're starting to do this uh, the violent way. They get, in fact, the police, and normally you would go in, you would think, well, they're getting more violent. We've got to send in the National Guard, and the police can't handle it. No, this is a case of the authorities getting more violent with each passing day. And what will they do next, my goodness? Why well, does it that again? This is, real, this is a noise. This is Oakland, California. Wow. And, and I've, heard, I've heard numerous reports over the years that, you know, included the crowd screaming, the tear gas going. Now we have this. From America. After how long? Well, this is just awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, didn't need to go there. And, you know, I would think that I would think that they'd be concerned with winter, the weather. Hey, winter will be coming, and they won't be out there too long. All right, let them protest. Hey, we'll keep an eye on them. They haven't done anything. But, no, we're not having any of that. We're having one, an escalating-type situation, only it's not the protesters who are escalating the situation, except to provide more information to more people who are asking questions. And they're out there, me, you, uh, your family, people you know, uh, for various reasons, caught up in the economic conditions that the uh, deception that's going on regards the people with the money who have the power, and what uh, and, and they, that's what they want to do. They want to go ahead and take money away from pe- sick people. Uh, they don't want to help anyone, and they want to give big business and corporations more of a break, and they want to get a, get rid of any anything organized like unions for people, which was is the last bastion for working people. It took forever to get the laws that uh, look out for working people and to get uh, unions established in this country. And now we're being set back decades by what they want to do. They want the austerity thing. They want to uh, to balance the books that uh, they cooked on our backs. And that's why people are out there. And that's why they're protesting and not being violent. Not being violent. It's the other way around. It is escalating violence by the authorities. From city to city, we're seeing this happen. Crazy stuff. Just, just, just some people who have been left behind, and if corporations and big business have their way and they're able to buy our government out from underneath us, they're going to have their way even more. And it's going to take years still to get uh, any, any semblance of civilization back working people in America, which we've had for years. Greatest economic engine, the middle class is, you know, that's something we came up with here. We we invented that. That's an American invention. And they want to call it outmoded. They're jealous. The powers that be, the moneyed interest, the people who want that, that little ledger thing going straight up from one quarter to the next can never, never make just a profit with a slight increase from year to year. No, you can't do that. It has to be astronomical, four times a year. And they don't care how they do it. And now they're uh, buying the government so they can relax the laws. They're jealous, you see, of that um, two-tier system that the other countries have, the very, very rich and the very, very poor who are exploited by the very, very rich for very, very little. They want that here. The only thing that was stopping that was the fact that the government is elected by us, and that we had unions that looked out for workers' rights as well, as government laws, too, that look out for workers' rights. Well, you've seen the, the, the big stink they're making about Elizabeth Warren. 
and the Consumer Protection Bureau and just that one little itsy-bitsy bureau that looks out for people against gigantic, lawyered-up corporations and uh, tries to keep people from being gouged and tries to stop something biblical called usury on the American people. And that's why people are out there. They've been screwed. We've had, it's not bad enough we had to go through a recession where wages have stagnated and now jobs have stagnated. That's not bad enough. No, they want to cure this, to cure the problem that they created. They want to put the government under their influence and fix everything at your expense, at our expense. Anyone who's not rich at their expense. All right? And yes, you can make an argument that the very, very wealthy pay more or pay a lot of money to do a lot of good uh, for themselves. It's not, it's not anything that they're doing that's um, benevolent toward the community at large. It is to enrich their self. You cannot, capitalism and government should not work together, hand in hand, because then you will end up with exactly what we have, corporate fascism. It's not enough that they have all the cards they want the Joker in the deck, too. And now they've got the, uh, the peaceful... The peaceful protesters, some of whom had brought their family and, and, and elderly people, you got handicapped people out there, it's crazy. So they got, they got the protesters now being treated like uh, it's, uh, you know, the, well, you might remember. You might remember in China, the college students. Well, yeah, well, we're not there yet. No, not there yet. Attacking peaceful protesters, that's what they've done. And uh, they don't want this right to assembly thing that's in the Constitution. They don't like that. And uh, so they, they uh, went to the extreme, and I think you have to call this extreme. They went to the extreme. You use these tactics against violence. You don't use these tactics just to disperse peaceful protesters. Want to arrest them, pick them up, throw them in jail, fine. But to attack them with rubber bullets, and some people bleeding from the head. One uh, young lady was, uh, was severely injured, according to a news report that we had. And at the time, and you could hear the explosions. There was an overview, which uh, we got on the link to that uh, television report from Oakland about uh, the overview where you, you, it just looks like you see the, the blasts in the crowd, inside the crowd, and just nasty stuff. The, uh, the beanbag thing, thing, it sounds harmless, but it's not. It hurts people. Rubber bullets. You could hear the small arms fire in that sound clip we played. And they can do harm as well. And it sounds like they did. So this is the way it's going to be. And uh, you've, got to, you've got to not, not get violent in return. You have to not do that. You cannot use violence back. You can't give these people the satisfaction, first off, and you can't give them, let them have the appearance that the protests are violent and need to be put down. It has to continue to be peaceful. It also... Uh, has to expose the authorities. Because that's what I think it's going to end up doing. This overreacting thing that they're doing. They could have just ignored the protest and let it go on that way, but now it's getting bigger and now they're going to help it. They've learned nothing from history. And history, of course, would show, would demonstrate that the, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Okay, so you don't want to go there. <laughs> Wait a minute, I've got... You need the goat's milk for daily diet. I've got more. I've got more. Are you ready for your order? Cheeseburger? Do you want a soft tray? Give me a diet. Do you want to add a large fry? Uh, Tell me, what do you think? Sure, I'll take some fries. I've got a burger, some fries, and 
Yep. Pull up to the window and have a good night. Thanks.
Well, everybody uh, that's running for president has been screaming about each other's plan. You know, Mitt Romney's been talking about Herman Cain's plan. Herman Cain's been talking about everybody else's plan. And uh, and what no one is looking at right now, of course, Rick Perry, he's not doing so great in the polls, but he has a plan, too. A very, very simple plan. The president's birth certificate. Oh, wait a minute. I'm to, sorry. That's uh, to wrong. poke at him a little I'm, bit and say, hey, no, how about, that, this is let's not see the your plan. grades <laughs> on your birth certificate. Well, Okay. I'll cut you. All right, I'm turning. Okay, there we go. All right. Sorry about that. No, that was the election strategy plan that he's been introduced this week. The birther thing, Rick Perry, as a way. Now he now what he's doing is he's not saying he's not saying anything definitive. <laughs> he just th- suspects that the president's birth certificate needs a look see. Well, why not? And it worked for Donald Trump. And he's desperate in the polls. He's with six percent. Even Newt Gingrich ahead of Rick Perry at the moment. <laughs> I love that. I love being able to say that. I'm sorry. Just, oh well. Anyway, you know, his plan that we were referring to, the simple plan is his tax plan. Right. And it's getting some heat. And uh, what the, the plan is, essentially, just to give you nuts and bolts, is that you would keep everything that we have right now. Just keep everything that we have right now and uh, then give, give people the option of using that tax structure or just 20%. And, of course, uh, it would benefit the, the wealthiest people even more, and it would raise taxes on working people. It's another way. It's a trickle-down thing. Again, what you've got to understand about every single Republican tax plan is that you start off with trickle-down. You start off with that theory. And then you just make up different ways to arrive at the same conclusion. They want to reduce taxes for rich people. That's what they want to do. So here's another way of accomplishing that. So, so what you have is essentially you've got everything in place with Rick Perry's plan. Everything stays in place. People would have the option. So you would have everyone doing both to see which one was better. And if you change the numbers here and there, you keep, that, keep them hopping from one year to the next. Would be a big boost for... Um, for the tax people, I'm sure, that you hear every, uh, from every year. M- much the same way the Bush administration was, uh, it was a big boost to the cashier paycheck industry. You know? <laughs> kind of the same way. Yeah, only this, this would make things more complicated, not easier. And that's what happens when you start off in search of the simplest approach. Let's not do the fairest approach. Let's do the simplest approach. And then you run into that old bugaboo of, how do we screw the ones who don't have as much as we do? <laughs> well, I know. We'll phrase it this way. We'll say it this way. So they say it a different way every time, and it always ends up with the same bottom line, which is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer because we want those two tiers of uh, types of people in this country, just like China has, just like every other backward country has. We're not a backward country yet, but, man, we're, we're gaining steam toward that if we elect one of these bozos for president that are running in the Republican Party. Speaking of bozos, and we have new poll numbers that show Herman Cain. Herman Cain is now the leader. He's pulling away from Mitt Romney. You've got Perry after Romney and Herman Cain reaping the benefits. And Mitt Romney's been pulling about the same the whole time. And it's just they're taking turns of uh, being pulling about the same as he is. Only this time, Herman Cain is actually pulling away a little bit, 
still within the margin of error, but, but still within uh, a good clip ahead of Mitt Romney. And this is impressive stuff if he can maintain this. But he's under fire, under fire for his 999 plan, which I think we should just go ahead and do it my way. Refer to it as the 911 plan, because you'll be calling 911 a lot if uh, you put his plan into, into action. You'll be getting the recording, of course. Herman Cain, the front runner for now, and Herman Cain with a new, a new web video. This is strange stuff. And what this is, is his chief of staff, Mark Block, it's just his chief of staff. This guy looks like he could be anybody in a crowd. And he's talking about the candidate, Herman Cain. The, guy, the candidate. There, there comes Herman Cain. And he's blowing smoke into the camera because he's smoking, you see. And then you hear some current music, and then you hear you see a picture of Herman Cain looking very, very, very strange, like something from Dr. Strange Love, someone from that movie. <laughs> Here's the audio. We got the gay sounding music. Mark Block here. I'm sorry. Since January, I've had the privilege of being the chief of staff to Herman Cain. Isn't that? Wonderful? And the chief operating officer of the Friends of Herman Cain. And I smoke cigarettes. Tomorrow is one day closer to the White House. Well, I really believe that Herman Cain will put United back in the United States of America. Oh my God! If I didn't believe that, he, I wouldn't be here. He really said it. We've run a campaign like nobody's ever seen. But then, America's never seen a candidate like Herman Cain. Never. We need you to get involved, because together, we can do this. We can take Let's this country this. back. Oh, this is cool. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then you see, you see Herman Cain's picture. And then looking, at this very, looking very creepy, I might add. Very, very, very creepy is the way it looks to me. Now, what I surmise and what I think we should all begin to surmise is that Herman Cain really was starting to do a glorified book tour and it turned into this. That's what I think happened. Because <laughs> he's still doing the book tour, you see. He's still selling the books every, everywhere he stopped. Hey, would you like my book? And he's selling them like hotcakes and making gobs of money. So he's going to not finance the campaign, but make money. And then you've got that whole thing that they were doing, but the candidates are doing now, using their campaigns to buy their book. And he's done that too. And isn't that cool? Now, there is a businessman, there is somebody who knows how to make a gazillion dollars with a pizza. <laughs> All right. So I, I don't know. Maybe he is serious about being president. I don't know. But it's starting to look like it's a money-making enterprise, not unlike... Uh, the others that we've, we've heard about, Donald Trump with his television show, uh, Michelle Bachman's got a book, Mitt Romney's got a book, Rick Perry's got a book, they've all got books, and so they all stand to benefit. Herman Cain, no different, made gobs of money with pizza, now he's uh, selling his book and running for president, probably in that order. But he's stirring up a lot of con I mean, controversy, just continually... I mean, he's got this this crazy thing down pat. It was always the number one in the Republican Party who talked the craziest, right? Donald Trump, Michelle Bachman, Rick Perry. And Rick Perry had kind of swung back at him. All right, he's, he's trying to make a comeback by being serious, and I don't think you're going to do that. You have to say crazy, nutty stuff if you're going to be number one, just like Herman Cain. And Herman Cain, he's, he's got a million of them. He's, he's whipping them out one after the other. 
Uh, we're going to put a mode, electrified fence. We're going to do this with a 999. And all of these crazy, nutty things that he likes to say. He's for abortion, but he's against it. He wants a law against it, but it's okay if people want to break the law. I don't know. I didn't understand that one. Okay? But we do have some of his comments that stand out amongst other comments. And we put those all together because I think you got to put them all together. All right? And we've got those all together in one spot, and we're going to listen to them now. These are some that, uh, some of the craziest things that Herman Cain has said so far. I, some of the craziest things. The people in the community know best, and I happen to side with the people in the community. So you're saying any community, if they want to ban a mosque? Yes, they have the right to do that. And I do not agree with abortion under any circumstances. Exceptions for rape and incest? Not for rape and incest. What about life of the mother? Because if you look at you look at rape and incest, they, they, the percentage of those instances is so minuscule that the other option, if it's the life of the mother, that family is going to have to make that decision. Abortion should not be legal. That is clear. But if that family made a decision to break the law, that's that family's decision. That's all I'm trying to say. When I'm in charge of the fence, we're going to have a fence. It's going to be 20 feet high. It will be a combination of technology and a real fence. It'll be about 20 feet high. Right. It's going to have barbed wire on the top. It'll have electrified barbed wire on the top. It's going to be electrocuted, yeah. electrified. It'll have a moat. Together, and there's going to be a sign on the other side that said, it will kill you. <laughs> Warning. And yes, Mr. President, it would have allergies. You think the current minimum wage is too high or even necessary? I don't think the current minimum wage is necessary because most companies are paying higher than the minimum wage. Many African Americans have been brainwashed into not being open-minded, brainwashed a lot of black Americans Americans into just voting Democrat, not even considering a conservative point of view, and not even considering an idea that would come from a conservative or Republican. That, that's a strong word to uh, talk about your fellow African Americans brainwashed. For two-thirds of them, Wolf, that is the case. Would you be comfortable appointing a Muslim either in your cabinet or as a uh, federal judge? No, I will not. I was asked if I would be comfortable, and my response was I would not be comfortable uh, with a terrorist in my cabinet. I'm, re- I'm willing to take a harder look at people that might be terrorists. That's what I'm saying. Don't blame Wall Street. Don't blame the big banks. If you don't have a job and you're not rich, blame yourself. I'm crazy. Crazy for feeling. I'm crazy for trying. And crazy for crying, and I'm crazy for loving <laughs> you. Kind of gets you right here, doesn't it? Right there. Yes. A little lower. Okay. No, I. Uh, this guy's nuts, man. He's going to get us all killed. Carrie Fox Live, brought to you by FrugalandFree.com. FrugalandFree.com. Check them out today, Facebook and Twitter as well. And we're everywhere. We're absolutely everywhere. We're on iTunes over there. We're at Facebook. We're on Twitter. Any social engine, including Blogspot. We've even got a blog, carryfoxlive.blogspot.com. We're everywhere. So pick your social engine and follow us and give us support here. And let's go take take this sucker back. What do you say? (laughs) Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Ah! And thank you very much for letting me spew as I do. 
Until next time, this is Kerry Fox saying... They're forcing their leaders, the, the, the front runners, into positions that will mean they lose the general election. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you never like to see anybody come to the kind of end that he did. Uh, but I think it obviously sends a strong message uh, around the world to dictators that yeah. uh, people long to be free. You know, there was a reason after bin Laden was killed, for example, we didn't release the photograph. Uh, you know, I think that there's a, a certain decorum with which you treat the dead, uh, even if it's somebody who uh, has done terrible things.